Blog Talk Radio. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Welcome to the KIRP Radio Show. And we are back. Doing what we do best. You know what I mean. Y'all know the date, man. It's June 5th, 2011. You know what I'm saying? We got to do it how we do it, baby. Shout out to everybody who listened to the show last week. Shout out to everybody who listened to the show, period, man. If you only, if this is your first time on the show, you B.I.G. in my book. And I really appreciate you coming through, spending some time with us, you know, knocking out a little hour with us this Sunday, you know, June 5th, 2011. Really appreciate you guys coming through. Uh, a little bit inconvenience, you know, um, having to start the show 30 minutes early. I know normally we start the show at 8 p.m., 
Sometimes we run it from 8 to 10 or 11 or later. You know, we, we got that. We got that time slot to do it like that if we want to. Really, we have a four-hour block, but just don't need to run on four hours. I mean, who wants to hear me talk for that long other than myself, you know, blowing off a lot of hot air, this and that. So we try not to run it for that long, but, you know, it is what it is. So shout out to everybody who listened to the show last week and the weeks prior and who's going to listen to the show tomorrow and the days after that. You know what I mean? It's real PIG in my book for doing so, and I appreciate the love that you show. Um, this show, we're going to talk about some things that, I mean, we we normally talk about pretty much the same issues every week. I mean, we cover the current events, and, you know, we're definitely going to go over some of the current events that's going on right now in the political world. Um, we try to stay out of the fabricated. Uh, the political world is, is crazy enough, you know what I mean? It's also but we gotta stay out of the uh entertainment world if we can because you know that world is extremely crazy. So we definitely don't want to go there too much and start talking about all the things that's going on in the political world. As my sound man fixing my sound here. I appreciate that. You know, give me, try to get my sound right but um we definitely don't want to spend too much time in the in the entertainment world and start talking about all the things that's going on over there because God knows that entertainment world is absolutely crazy. So we spend more time in the political sector. We spend more time in the community sector and we talk about the things that's going on in our communities that directly affect us and not the things that go on in the, in the world of million dollar and billion dollar cars and two million dollar bets. I think I read somewhere where uh, baby CEO and owner, founder of Cash Money Records. I think he bet $2 million on the Heat last week. And, um, you know, I find it funny. I'm not trying to say anybody was point shaving or anything like that, but, you know, he bet $2 million on on the Heat, and they lost with about six minutes to go, and they were up by, I think, eight something like that, 8 or, or 11 or something like that. It's kind of unheard of, man. They took the most terrible shots after that. But anyway, I ain't going to get into the game. But we try to stay out of that crazy world over there, man, where people are betting they're wasting $2 million on a basketball game. I mean, it's your money. You made it do what you do. And I, I don't knock that. I definitely don't knock that. And I don't knock the rich. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing to be rich. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing to have money. But it's definitely a bad thing to waste money when you go start betting it on a game. You know, we're talking about $2 million. Man. That's a lot of cake to be betting on a basketball game. But, you know, I guess if you got it, you flaunt it. So it is what it is. But, um, hey, we spend more time in the community sector talking about the things that directly affect us, the things that that motivate us in our lives to do right or wrong. You know, a lot of people do wrong according to what's going on in the world today. So, that's what we're going to talk about. And whose responsibility is it, you know? Whose responsibility is it to take care of the things that are going right or that are going wrong with America? You know, who's absolutely holding it down? Who's taking care of the education or the educational aspect of America right now? Who's um who's taking care of the health care of America? You know, who's taking care of the community? And, and what's our role in it? You know, as citizens, we often wonder... You know, a lot of people say, you know, I don't talk about this stuff because there's nothing I can do about it. You know, and I, and I talk to all sorts of people, but there's a lot of folks out there that really believe, you know, they they, they go, hey, man, P, it's, it's nothing I can do about it. So, you know, I try not to talk about it, man. I try not to think about it, and I just go on about my day and live it to the best of my ability. And I don't knock that. 
because I know where people are coming from. I know how easy it is to just say, hey, you know, forget about this. You know what I mean? Forget about what's going on and let's just live my life and let's just go to work, pay some bills, raise the kids and take a few vacations and staycations and call it a day. You know, it's real easy to say that. But meanwhile, what's going on behind your back when you're not when you're not involved with the topics of today, when you're not paying attention to the things that are going on today, it, it, it almost blinds you when your eyes are open and when you do start to pay attention. You're so far behind. You know what I mean? It's, and it's impossible to catch up from a lifetime of, of no disrespect, ignorance, or ignorance, and then all of a sudden try to get caught up to speed and feel like you know what's going on because there are things that happen that you should have known about beforehand. You know, that's with any political debate or, you know, the presidential election is coming up next year, so that's with the election. You know, it's impossible to keep track of people all of a sudden. You know, you kind of want to dig into their history and you kind of want to know what's going on currently so you will know who to vote for and who to deal with and who's full of crap and who's not full of crap when it comes to election time. And there's a lot of people that's full of crap on both sides of the fence, Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people that's full of crap. So, you know, that's why I do this show, man, to hope, you know, so we can talk about these things or so I can talk about some things that maybe you didn't know. You can take them home. You can talk to some friends about them around the water cooler. You can go to work. You can kick it about it during a lunch break or, you know, whatever kind of break you have, bathroom break or whatever, smoke break. You know, you can talk about these things, man, and really address them amongst each other. So everybody can kind of be on an even keel, at least the people that are on your level, that are directly on your level. And when I say that, that's, that's, that's with no disrespect. When I say on your level, I'm talking about the people that you, that you entertain every day, the people that you work with, that you talk to, that you deal with, your neighbors, family members, this, that, and the other. So that's what I mean by the people on your level. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's very important that we do that because on our level, and I consider myself working class, um, in my mind, anybody that makes anywhere from zero to $150,000 are working class individuals. You know what I mean? Most of the time, those aren't people who own businesses, or if they do, they own small businesses, and those small businesses are a direct reflection of local population and community. So, you know, we should get together. We need to get together. We need shows like this so we can voice our opinion and we can talk about it and so we can stay up to speed about what's going on all over the U.S. or what's going on directly that affects us on a, on a federal front so, so far as the country is concerned. Excuse me. So, you know, this is why I do this, man. You know, KRP radio show started out as something like um, an idea, and then it became a conversation, and uh, then it became a business model on paper, and then we put it into action. You know what I mean? Then I put it into action. I, I travel near and far. I drove here and there to really get to the point where, and I've read numerous books and, and I've got educated about these things and got educated about this radio and, you know, got some affiliates down and got some money people behind me. And um, and when I say behind me, let me be clear about that. It's, I'm nobody's puppet. Nobody's puppet. Because truthfully, I, I pay for the majority of the show. The majority of the show is paid for by me out of my pocket off a dime that I make from my companies. Companies. Be clear. I'm a hustler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, 
This is what we need, folks. So we we need more of this. We need people to speak out. We need people to talk about these issues, man. And, and let's celebrate the fact that we're independent. Let's celebrate the fact that we pay our own way, that we don't depend on anybody to take care of us. You know, we don't depend on anybody to take care of us. We take care of our damn selves. We pay our own bills, right? We take care of our own cars. We, we cut our own grass. We pay people to do that. We don't need the government to do anything for us. We pay for our own health care. We are the American dream. That's not having a house. If you rent a house and you, and you pay your own rent and, and you pay for your own car and you pay for your own insurance and you pay your way, you are the American dream. Freedom is the American dream. Not having a house with a white picket fence. You can dead that. That dream died a long time ago. That dream died with the housing crunch and all the manipulation within that. So anyway, the, today's show, man, we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about crime and housing and education and the deficit and money and the outcome of it all. And, you know, we're going to get real deep on some of these topics here in just a second. So, you know, if you're just listening to the show, the number is 619-638-8559. Um, you can log on and listen to the show at www.kirpradioshow.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Make sure you follow us, too, folks, at symbol K-I-R-P Radio Show. At symbol N-C-Pudgy, N-C-P-U-D-G-Y. A lot of you have been spelling it wrong and you're following the wrong folks. So N-C-Pudgy, that's me. Voice your opinions, you know, talk your junk about me, whatever you need to do. We can kick it, man. We can really talk about it and get down to the nitty-gritty. If you're on Facebook, and I know everybody is on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash K-I-R-P radio show. Right now, the ratings are well over. 140,000 listeners, and I really appreciate, uh, well, confirmed, let me say confirmed, over 138,000 listeners, confirmed. And uh, I appreciate every single one of you all that has taken the time to listen to this show, the time out of your life, the valuable time. That's our most valuable asset is our time. So I appreciate you guys coming through and listening to the show, man, and showing some love. And, you know, spread it on to a friend, give it to a relative, you know, let them know we're here. You know what I mean? We are the American dream. And we're going to be all that we can be to make our life a lot easier without anybody having to support us. So shout out to everybody who listened to the show. Right now, we're going to go to our first commercial, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the KRRP Radio Show. full of old junk at least you think it's old junk how about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time well if you do make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away again that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington North Carolina Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates sterling old furniture pottery signs old toys and etc Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 
336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Falcons Antiques. 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Falcons Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair, and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m., starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. The purely poetic late night mic poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blocktalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. heat messing up in this winter is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves are you cold and you gotta put on a snuggie in the house that's not comfortable no it's not comfortable are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies are they pink you scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on and as cold as it is inside as it is outside well I'll tell you what you do if you're looking for a friend contact Riley Heating and Cooling if your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336-263-5111. 5111 and you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling. Welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show. We are live this June 5th, 2011. And, um, you know, talking about some things that's going on in the United States right now, man. Just a lot of things that affect us directly. Whose fault is it and how we can be instrumental in changing some of the things that are negative in the United States. I, I personally feel like we can't control, I won't say we can't control all of it, but I think it starts with us. Um, a, a lot of the reasons some people are in power 
is because of what we do to put them in power or the things that directly affect us that put them in power. There would not be any black leaders if black folks didn't need a leader. There wouldn't be any politicians if we didn't need politicians. There wouldn't be any laws if we didn't need laws. So, you know, it's just, it all starts with us. And I think there's a lot we can do to be the substitute for some of those legislators and some of those political figures that aren't doing their job. Frankly, if you ask me, a lot of people aren't doing the job that we pay them to do. You know, there's a lot of politicians out there that just, they get caught up in the glitz and the glamour and they like to waste a lot of time. And, you know, they just like, they like that check and that big pension that they get at the end of their term. So, you know, just looking at it in a, in a whole overall perspective, I think that a lot of things that go on in the United States are a direct reflection of our neighborhoods and how can we beat that? You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I feel like one way we can beat that is to voice our opinion and to start giving a damn. A lot of things that go on, we don't give a damn about. We don't speak out about it. I think the time's out for marching. You know, the marching was a thing of the past. That's, that's something that it just doesn't warrant the correct attention anymore. A lot of people do the pickets and they go, and a lot of different groups go out and they gather downtowns and, and the uptowns and at the Capitol buildings and at the city halls all throughout the United States. But at the end of the day, what does that get done? Um, it, it shows some me- – they get media attention behind it. They definitely get the media that they're looking for. You know, the newspapers show up and they write about it the following days and they talk about it throughout the week and it dies out. The news stations show up and the cameras are there and the reporters are there and they always seem – I mean always seem to interview the person that knows the very least about the reason that folks are gathering Um you know, and they talk about it for maybe a, a couple, five, ten minutes, and then it's over with with them. And then, you know, the blogs, they go off about it all over the computer. And, and then it's us. It seems like we're the last to the table to the conversation. And the whole reason any of this is, is taking place is because of us. I mean, if you look at the responsibility of, of the mayor and the responsibility of the commissioner and the responsibility of the sheriff and the prosecutors, how many people out there can honestly say, that their mayor have come to their neighborhood. I mean, their mayor, and I know the mayor is a big job. That's probably one of the most, between the mayor and the governor, it's probably one of the most busiest jobs on on local politics or on statewide politics that you could that you could hold. So I, I know the mayor is very busy. I know the governor is very busy, but where are they? That doesn't excuse the fact that they don't send any someone from from their administration to your neighborhoods to talk about some of the tragic things that happen and what they're going to do to take care of it. Where are the police commissioners? All over the United States and other different places like Washington and Los Angeles, it, the, the police commissioner, they make, you know, they go on the air and they make the comments about some things that happen and how they're going to take care of it. Now, even if they're blowing smoke, which they are doing most of the time, they're taking the responsibility upon themselves to do it. We don't get that, especially in North Carolina. We, we don't get that. It's kind of a, like, I don't know, it's kind of a bootleg system. I mean, things happen and then... They just, you don't hear about them anymore. If we're not talking about it at home or we're not talking about it at work or in the street or or with our friends or just sitting on the front porch or the back porch or wherever you are in, local, in restaurants or whatever, in clubs or wherever you are, if we don't talk about it, it's not talked about. You know, you get one little write-up about it, one little news intervention, and then it's over with. You know, just in North Carolina, we had what, what a lot of folks believe we had a serial killer last in the last couple of years. You know, X amount of women were missing. I don't. I think the count was at 13 
the last I remember, and I'm pretty sure it was higher than that. I really can't remember the exact number, and God, Lord, forgive me for that, because I wish I knew. God, I wish I knew, and I should have researched it before I went on the air, but I didn't. Um, you know, we had in North Carolina what folks thought was a serial killer. Many women were getting missing. A lot of people were turning up dead. They were found by in ditches and, you know, all over the place, man, and it was going down, and a lot of people didn't talk about it. It was almost hidden. Meanwhile, you could watch Nancy Grace. And she could run one story in the ground about something that happened three years ago and still be talking about it over and over and over and over and over. So it got me to wondering, what what can we do to be responsible or what can we do to bring more attention to our area? Or how can we protect our damn selves since no one else seems to be protecting us? Now, that, I don't take nothing away from, you know, the local prosecutors or, or the local legal system or the local judicial system. I don't take nothing away from them. I know they got a they got a crazy job and they do what they do. But where are our security? Where's our security? You know? Where's the hope that we're looking for? The hope that everything's gonna be alright when we leave our house our houses. You know, the hope that everything is going to be alright when we go out. We don't get that. You know, you got a lot of people going to get guns now. I think more people have guns than they ever had before. On one behalf, it's because these assholes out here talking about President Obama is going to take the guns. They're so wrong about that. Oh, he's going to take the guns away. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And that's, 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 that's private industry, man. No, no, there's no one. Do you realize how long the gun companies have been in business? The, the gun manufacturers have been in business. There's no one powerful enough to take the guns away from the citizens. You can really dead that. That'll never happen. Now, would they mandate some laws that make it tougher for folks to get guns? Yeah, I think that's very possible. I think that's probably coming. Is that what people meant when they said he was going to take the guns away? Probably. But that's not how I heard it. All I heard was the president's going to take our guns away. The president's going to take our guns away, and people ran crazy. You know, you got to look at crime for what it is. And you have to look at the educational system behind that. Who's responsible for this all? Well, our statewide politicians. It, it pretty much starts with us, and it trickles down to them, or I'll say trickles up to them, because the things that happen in our neighborhood warrants them to make a change or it warrants them to do something about it. But it seems like what happens all the time, they do things that we don't agree with. You know, the things that they do are a reflection of another state. Most of the laws that we get here in North Carolina that has to do with crime or violent crimes are a reflection of something that happened in California. They always take a case that happened over here or a case that happened over there, and then they make the laws based on what another political, local political has done, figures have done. I can't stand for it, man. It makes me sick on the stomach. There's no way in hell the same things that reflect us are the same things that reflect other parts of the country. They may have some things in common, but the things that happen here locally aren't the same things that happen in other places. It just does not go down like that. So you got to look at it for what it is. You mean you got to look at the educational system and know that that's a reflection of what's going on in our urban crime or in our crime at all, in, in, in violent crimes especially. You know, when you look at over 60% of dropouts are incarcerated. Oh, I'm sorry, over 60% of uh, or people that are incarcerated have been or are dropouts. Put it how you may, it is what it is, and it's right there before us. But what are, what is happening to that? What what are we doing right to solidify 
that we're not those numbers are going to increase. What are we doing to take precautions that those numbers don't increase? I don't see us doing anything overall. To me, when I look at it for what it is, when I really look at what's going on, I think it's agenda-based. You got to look at the people that's in power. The people that's in power are not like me and you. A lot of them are money-driven. A lot of them are money-hungry. A lot of them don't believe in God. So your best interest or not on not in their behalf, not in their speaking. When they go out to speak, they're not representing you. But yet we put them in office because we don't research the things that we need to know before we go to vote for these folks. We just go to the voter booth based on whatever commercial we saw. Y'all y'all got to keep it real with yourself now. We go to the voter booth based off whatever commercial we saw or whatever we were feeling, and then all of a sudden we vote for this weirdo or this new guy or somebody we never even heard of before. What happens to voting for people in your own communities? What happened to us speaking out at some of these rallies? What happened to us local gatherings and us talking about what happened on so-and-so street rather than what happened in that state? We don't do that anymore, and we're getting lost because of it. The crime is inflating. The education is going down. All, all, with all respect, though, if you look at the numbers from 1980 through 2008, you know, the dropout numbers have dr dramatically decreased. If you look at 1980, we were sitting somewhere around 19%, and I think now we're down to about 8% overall in this country. Yet, if you look at the black community, our numbers are increasing, and that's alarming to me. That's alarming to me, and I, and I can't figure out what exactly it is we can do to make things better. But I think it starts with us, and we need to get together and discuss it. And until we discuss it, if we keep remaining quiet about these things, the numbers will go up. The people who have their hand on the controllers will keep playing us like a video game. It will never change at all whatsoever, and we just got to deal with it. So now, you know, just sitting here, and, and, and I get to thinking about some things that have happened over just the past few months. This year, 2011, there's a lot of people that's been gearing up for the presidential election. They're not even talking about who's going to run for mayor in your city. They're not even talking about how the, how the, how the drug crimes have, been, have, been, have increased. They're not even talking about the dropouts. They're not talking about local education. They're not talking about the vouchers where you can't even choose, where, where the government has a problem with you choosing the schools that you want to send your kids to. Some people say that Republicans want to bring segregation back. Is that true? Do you know what the truth is? Do you know where that comes from? Do you know that that's mostly liberal media that's talking about all this hypocrisy that's going on within the schools? You know, we got a problem right here in North Carolina with the school budgets and, and the budget cuts and the redistricting. A lot of people don't even know what's going to happen next year, what's going to happen in the next few months within our own communities. Yet we got a nerve to talk about the nation. So I sit back. And I jot down a few notes, and man, and I got, I got, I got so I'm stumbling right now because I got a whole bunch of stuff on paper with a whole bunch of stats, but I don't even want to talk about that right now because right now I'm speaking from my sleeve. As a matter of fact, I'm going to shut this book, and I ain't going off this. So y'all deal with me because I'm gonna go off the cuff for a minute because I got a lot of things that I want to say to a lot of people. Um, hang on a second, I got a call right now from the five seven one. Let me get this caller. Caller, you on the air five seven one? Who's this? What's up, P? Sonny, gotta be. You know it. Yo, what's good with you, Sonny? How you doing? I hear your heart tonight, man. I had to call in. Sonny, I feel 
bad, man, because it's like every every you no, know. No, you don't feel bad. You don't feel bad. You feel it. Mm-hmm. You feel your call, and that's man. Come on, you giving me goosebumps over here. That is what you're saying is how we're going to solve it, and that's what no one gets. It, it is not going to come from your president. It's going to come when you figure out who your mayor is. Exactly. It's going to come when you take control over your household, and then you tell your sister to take control of her household, and you tell your brother to take control of his household. The only way we'll win it is one household at a time. At a time. Because that's, right. that's a strong community. And the only way we can do it is when we start calling each other out on it and making sure that we are held into account for what is going on in our streets. And I hear your heart, babe. I just had to call in and say, what's up? Man, I'm begging. I'm begging, and I'm, 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 I swear to God right now before me, I'm begging and I'm pleading folks to get involved with what's going on in their local communities because we are not doing it. We'll get together for a damn white party. We'll go to a black party. We'll do these comedy events. And this ain't no knock to nobody, man. And we'll go to the club when a the, when the celebrity coming through. But the minute you talk about let's get together and discuss some of these issues that's going to reflect us, and that's going to hurt our kids, you hear crickets. No one's talking. No one wants to do it. I got to work. I got to go here. I'm tired. What's going on What's with it? people? Like, you know, why can't we see... What's happening? Because the big, the way it is structured, and the way that the, our black leadership, and um, we we have to take our set and responsibilities of our choice to let it happen. But we also need to look at the people who are pushing it. And when they push big government, when they push, you can get more. Um, we can tax the, you know, tax the rich more, and you can do all of this. Then it takes away. Us normal, our uh, normal people, it takes away our will and want to do it. Because if you can have, if, if if in your mind you can quantify it as a rich person can pay for it, why should I? Yeah. Then you don't want. Then you don't feel that you should have to step up to it. And the sad part is that we've done that with our children. And that is the that's the part where we really need to wake up. If you they're coming out now with Head Start and everyone's like, Oh yes, it's so wonderful they have Head Start. Okay. Well that means you're sending your two year old to a government school or to a government, you know, entity because if the government is subsidizing it, you best believe they have influence in it. Absolutely. So now you are starting to turn your children over to the federal government at the age of two <laughs> for the federal government to basically raise. Rather than you doing your damn self. Yes. And um, I, I have caught a lot of flack because people are like, um, people were like, you could, um, you should have a job and you should do this. And I said, I lived in the ghetto, okay, with my mother. And my mother didn't work when we were young, okay? Mm-hmm. But you know what she did do? She made sure I knew my ABC. She made sure I knew my colors. I knew how to add. I knew how to count money. I knew how to tell time. So I stayed home. I made sure my daughter knows how to read, how to write, the things that my mother gave me. And we are so busy worrying about what 
we can give our child like Nike and if we can get them rock aware, but we pay no attention if we're actually setting them up to succeed. Yeah. If as a parent you can't balance a checkbook, then you are doing the biggest disservice to your child, to your child. there is. God knows. Yes, and, and those are the things. We need to start worrying about what we can take or get from someone else and start realizing what we have the power to control. Because once we get to that point, and each one of us does it individually, the overall impact will show just the one thing that made us strong <laughs> was our community. You know, no matter the racism, no matter what happened, when one of us fell down, we had our community to go to. To they pick your ass that up. Away. That's right. To pick your ass up when things went wrong, you had people to fall back on to say, you know what? Yes. Everything's going to be all right. And those people cussed you out. Those sure people did. didn't. Sure did. They didn't tell you it was okay for you to be down on your knees. They didn't tell you that. Um, I understand. They were like, no, you need to get a job because you need to be up out my house soon. Yeah. And that was what you got. You got that enforcement that you can do it. Matter of fact, you're gonna do it. You will. So do it, it wasn't. Right. Oh, right. let's extend unemployment benefits for another thirty weeks. It wasn't that. It was you better get up and make a way. If you got to go cut somebody grass or wash somebody's car, you better go find a way to do it. And that inspired us to do it because we wanted to get out. We wanted to have our own. And that's the thing that we've lost. Like, um, I have a friend of mine who works at a grocery store, and he's like, these guys come in, and they're like 20 years old, and they're, you know, dressed to the T, and they go around and they fill up their shopping cart. And then they go up to the booth, and they have EBT cards. And I'm like, when? I mean, these are the same dudes that are talking about we pimps and we hustlers and we, we got, this and we, we that, it. and you got an EBT card? Was. I mean, what example are you showing to the boys that come up after you? And if you think that skinny jeans is a problem, no. The fact that you have a grown year, a grown twenty-year-old able-bodied man who willingly signs up for welfare because he can. that is a bigger problem than skinny jeans altogether. You damn straight. You damn straight it and is. And that's honey. the point where we're at. And the only people that are going to wake us up are people like me and you. So let me break a little announcement on your show. That'll Please be the do. first time I'm telling anybody in a mass audience. Wow. In a couple of weeks, Sarah Palin's new movie, Undefeated, is coming out. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that someone you know is in this movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I ain't want to toot my own horn too, too. Wow. But but Big up hopefully what I'm praying for, and I ask you and everybody else out there to pray for it too, is that this will give us a platform finally. A real that platform. not so A real BS. platform. I'm not talking about talking points. I'm talking about we're going to save ourselves. And so we don't have to worry about who's not talking about it. We can start focusing on the fact that we have a platform to start talking about it. So... With that movie, I have another video coming out that I'm when I get it ready and everything's done, I'm gonna make sure I come back to you first. No doubt. And and, and we're gonna we're gonna save ourselves. That's what we're gonna do. 
and we're going to make it cool to be married, and we're going to make it cool to be in a monogamous relationship where mommy and daddy take care of the kids because that's a cool thing, okay? It's not... It's not a tragedy to stay with one woman and raise your kids. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm. See, this is what happens when you talk to someone else with passion and you start to feel it and you feel motivated, you feel God moving. And Sonny, it's, I'm so it's glad good, I found man. you. I'm, 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 ju- I'm equally is, is um, showing my love too, man, because it almost makes you, you know, people want you to feel like you're going crazy. Because they just won't accept the truth. Like I think I think I posted something on Facebook where I was talking about, oh man, you know what we believe in as individuals, or or what I believe in, and and I know you believe in those same things. But you know, I saw a few comments after that on on a few particular pages where people were saying, you know, it's, it's hypocrites that don't believe in this and hypocrites that don't believe in that. Number one, let let me say this real quick. Number one, and I don't know if anybody's listening, but number one, say my name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Forget the subliminal messages. Like I said, if it's not directly directed to me, it's not respected. Shout out to Hope for that. And I mean that because... What say? Say, uh, what, um, say my name if you're talking to me. Well, you ain't saying, so I guess you ain't talking to me. Yeah, that's point, T.I. Point, on point, that point. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, T.I. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where we come from. We don't come from a place where you say something, every, everybody all of a sudden gets so offended by it and... How in the hell can you get offended by the truth? Look, I don't agree with, excuse me, I don't agree with gay marriage. I don't. I don't agree with the legislation of the fact. Now, who you marry and who you deal with and who you sleep with is your damn business. I ain't got nothing to do with that, but don't put me in it and expect me to be quiet. That's not going down. Because I know there's more, there's a different agenda behind this, and this is what people are not paying attention to. And this is what I mean by who's going to save us, and it has to be us in our community. Because if we remain quiet about things that matter to us, and I'm not talking about California, I'm not talking about Washington State, I'm talking about in your damn neighborhood. If we remain quiet about the things that go on around the corner, they're going to give us what they like to give us, and it's not going to be anything beneficial for us. It what sure is, and, and I like to always point out um, the sports programs. Now, you remember, even let's let's go with the stereotype, right? That that black people can only what go into rap and sports, right? That's what they say. Yeah, that's what liberals. Uh, say. Let's just go with the stereotype, even though I'm totally against it. But if take the stereotype, if those are your only two outlets, you have a uh, black leadership that totally despises hip hop and you can check it anywhere that you want. But look at your school system and what they're starting to do now with the sports programs and and telling your kids how hard they can hit and, and telling them how, how much they can practice. So, I mean, they are, like, literally regulating your child out of the ability to, to um, participate in, in a, uh, a structured sport, you know, and we're not even paying attention to that. So even if, if you hold the stereotype to be true, then you're still shooting yourself in the foot by not protecting the basics of things like your school program. Your, and you're just sport. as guilty. You're just as guilty, though. Yes, exactly. And if, if you have your nephew and you have no kids and your nephew plays and you know his dad ain't there, but you're not stepping in, then you have a role. It, it is your fault as well. And that's the same thing I say. I jump on my nieces, but 
I'm like, there's nothing I can do right now because they're smelling themselves. And I was at that point, so I understand what it's like to smell yourself. But I tell them every single time I get the opportunity that any mistake you make right now will follow you. So you better make sure you get the ones that don't drag you down for the rest of your life. Early, that's right. And sometimes that's all you can do until they come to you and ask you for more. But you can always take care of your own house. And you can always find a kid who doesn't have a good influence that yeah. will take your advice, that will right. crave your attention, that right. will that you will be the catalyst to change everything about their existence, even if you can't find it in your own family right away. And And the sick part about that is people who know you, P, would listen to me like I'm somehow different from you. And people who would know me would listen to you differently, <laughs> thinking that you're somehow different from me, you know, because they know me. or They saw me grow up. They saw yeah. my faults, saw my mistakes. So now it's like, how can I listen to her once I know all of that? And most of the people who probably know you think the same way. No well, if you're willing to listen to me, Best believe the same mistakes that you won't listen to peace for are the mistakes that I made. Mm. And if we can't come to the realization that we made those mistakes to learn from them so they would not be repeated, then we're going to keep spinning around on the hamster wheel getting nowhere. And that's the problem. We start, um, we've been taught to so distrust each other. That is like if you come at me with something different, then you have to have an ulterior motive. But yet you never ask about the ulterior motive of what you already believe. Like it's, and like it's, it's new. Just, yeah, it just has to be a conversation that we're willing to have with ourselves to be truthful for it and to hold each other into account and to refuse to let um, the boogeyman come into the conversation yeah. and misdirect it, you know, because like I said, if I walk out my house today and something were to happen to me, it's not going to be a Klansman that does it. You know, it's not. It's going to be somebody that looks like me, and that is a sickening, sickening thought. That's what bothers me so much, that, that we do it to ourselves, and and we see that we do it to ourselves, and we talk about it briefly but we're not willing to do anything to correct it because we've been told that we don't have the power to do this or you can't talk about that or you've done this before in your life so no one's going to pay attention to you. Man, that's bullshit. Yep, or you dress a certain way or you choose to speak a certain way or you choose to um certain like certain things about a culture. I'm like, I don't care. That's what America is. And... All of us who say now, oh, we have this big problem with America, the reason you have a problem with America is because they have changed it so much. It's because they have taken so much of your power away from you that the real dream of what America was supposed to be is now shielded. And you have to fight for it. Every generation has its fight. We are no exception. That's right. Liberty isn't free. Freedom isn't free. We have soldiers overseas that are dying for it right now, and it's time for us to step up and do the actual hard work in our own in our own. That's right. In and our own neighborhood. To be able to 
up. And and the thing is that you don't have to take on every single topic. You don't have to take on every single issue. Find your issue. You know, find it. If it's, if it's the school system, then attack the school system. Don't worry about taxes. Don't worry about any of that. Go after the school system. If yours is regulation because you want to start a business and it costs too much, then target those who do the regulating. You don't have to pick every single issue. Just grab the one that means the most to you and run with it. And when, they, when we show up, when they start seeing our faces and see that there is no choice but for us to be taken seriously, then you can see policy changes that go along with the um, with the everyday changes we make, you know, in our own household. So it will be it'll be a two pronged approach because once you start taking care of your house, you will want to start taking care of your community. And once your neighbor starts taking care of his house, he's going to want to start helping you take care of that community. That's and right. And that's, that's the right. only way we're going to be able to save it. And we all we all care about each other like we once did before. But until we yes. start doing that, we're going to be lost sheep, man. We're going to be lost but sheep. But we also have to realize that there will be people who just don't want anything. And, and when we run across those people, we have to call them out. Don't let them turn those people, oh, look, you're not down for the struggle because you don't want to help yourself. So, no, I don't want to waste assets on helping you when I can help this 16-year-old girl who has the whole world ahead of her. Yeah. You know, if you want to lay in your mama's basement, no, I don't want to help you. I'd rather help your son when you're not paying child support. Yeah, that's for damn sure. So that's the that's the whole thing is that when we see wrong, we have to call out wrong. So you can't have someone who's doing everything wrong and then turn around and call me, you know, a traitor or to call me out my name. <laughs> I like, are you serious? Yeah, I know. That's what I say a lot. Like, are you are you out of your mind? Are you crazy? You think I have to be doing this? I care. Enough to be doing this. I care enough to be talking about this. I care enough to jump in my car and drive to the next city to talk to a group of people who are looking at me sideways in the first place, but by the time I leave there, they want my phone number so they can contact me later so we can talk about this again. Exactly. And, and, and in our communities, we don't even think that that is worth it. That that is, you know what I'm saying? That that is worth it. They have got us to the point where we are so disconnected from government. I, I hate it when they say um, it's nothing you can do. It's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. You can't change anything. And I'm like, why can't you? And they tell me that like I'm, I'm like they call me nuts. Like you said, you're nuts if you think you're going to change anything. And oh, then yeah. they turn around and say, you know, your daughter is just so smart and she's so advanced. And I'm like, <laughs> how are you calling me nuts for saying that I can change something? Yeah, I can change her. And then every child, every child that she goes around will be a changed a little bit because of her. That's and right. And then That's I can right. change every group that I go to. And I can change every person that calls me for an interview because they don't know what they're getting until they actually get it. Mm. So each one of us has our own unique way to be an influence. And we, and this, it goes back to taking God out. If you believe in God with all your heart, then how can you believe he does not have a purpose for you? If you believe in a Savior, 
then how could you think he wants you in the projects? Okay? If you believe that God watches over you, then how could you think that your baby was a mistake? These, I mean, these is it. So the question now is, if you walking around and you got your Jesus piece on, do you <laughs> have your faith to match it? Do you have your faith to match it? And 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 they have taken God out of everything. Have they taken it out of you? Do you say it in words only? Or you do you have faith that you were put here at this time because God willed it to be so? I'm going to say this, Sonny. I think, I think most of the time, right, now there's, there's a lot of people who claim this and they claim that because of tradition. Anything you've been taught all your life is easy to believe in, okay, first of all. But what I really wonder, man, and I know it would offend some people, but I would really like to ask some, some church members, some preachers, some bishops, some apostles, I would really like to sit down and ask them, is your religion all about talk now? Is it all about talk so much that you're not willing to go out and talk about what you believe to the people who are not in your congregation, who are not in your circle, for the better of all men? It's easy to preach this stuff to people you know, man. It's easy to talk about this community stuff and what we can do and how we can help to people that's like you. But can you get up and go out and start witnessing and talking to people who are not like you, who don't believe in what you believe in, and who don't care? Because you got to plant a seed there, man. If you plant a seed there, there might create some doubt in their mind to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going about this wrong. Maybe I can do something. Maybe I need to do something right. Hey, maybe he was right. Maybe they, may, they, they could be sitting down and watching TV and say, you know what? I finally see what he's saying. I finally see what Sonny's talking about right there where they're cutting the budget, where they're not allowed. We can pray in silence, but we can't, they tell us we, we're not allowed to pray aloud. When will but see, and, and, and that's the whole thing with with the preachers now is is the question is you, not even just are you talkers, but are you teachers? You know, that's what the church, you're supposed to be a teacher, you know, and it doesn't mean that you just teach God's word. You teach morals, you teach values, you teach principle and character. Right. And those are the right. things that are like sorely lacking from the black church. And another thing that's really lacking is if you go to um, some of these um, white churches or whatever, even Hispanic churches, they have um, financial programs set up through their church. They have, you know, help with this, uh, your taxes and this and this, and, and people volunteer their time. And they ex- sit down and explain things to you. And yeah. if you can't read, they teach you how to read. Those things aren't available in the church anymore. And yet again, because it's like if the government can pay for it, then why should we? You know, so you don't open up, but the government doesn't give you the ability to learn how to read from a Bible <laughs> and understand what the verse means. So in addition to raising your IQ, you are also raising your spirituality. And the church doesn't offer those things anymore. Like to even tell someone how many people can actually, and, and this might sound like a messed up question, but can tell you what 10% of their paycheck really is. Two times. Yeah. And, I mean, come on. If you can't sit down and, and explain it, it to them, 
and in financial terms to have them understand it, but yet every single Sunday you could say, give all you can, give, then it's a fundamental flaw in the black church if that's your response. Well, you can't teach someone how to manage their money, but you're more than willing to take it from them. You know, you and, know what, right, Sonny, Sonny, I, I was rolling around with Kev Daniels, right? Shout out to Kev, man, because let me say this first of all. First of all, in the black community, the leaders that we had outdated. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now before everybody, and I mean it. I will tell them to their face. Al Sharpton, look, I ain't even going to call no names. Y'all outdated. All you guys who were black leaders, so-called quote-unquote black leaders, y'all outdated. Forget about okay. you. Y'all, y'all got too much money. You're in the way. Get out the way and let people like me, Sonny and Kev, Tim and other and Dean and people like us who are not afraid to get in some people's face and tell them they're doing an injustice to our community. And not just our community, all communities. But the, the United States. Whole, the United yeah. States as a whole, that's right. And it's and it's not going down. They're outdated, Sonny. And I'm <laughs> absolutely sick of it, man. I, I really yo, if if I could I would just take off work, but I know I got to be responsible enough to take care of my family. But if I could, if the Lord's will, I would see fit to have my black ass right there at every meeting or every press conference or whatever those individuals go to when they, quote, unquote, start speaking for the black America or for the black community because they're not doing it. We're failing in so many ways. Did you hear the new one? What's that? Cosby. Oh, yeah. Cosby went in on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh yeah. Cosby went in front of um Rainbow Coalition, Push Coalition, so he's up there hanging with Al Sharpton and them. Uh-huh. And um he called he says, Your dirty laundry gets out of school at two thirty every day. <laughs> Your dirty laundry get out of school at two thirty every day. And I wrote an article about this. If if you want to read the whole thing is at is at did she say that dot com. Right. But he um and I, I, I told you, I'm like, wake up. They're blaming you. Now, they tell you it's the white man's fault, and they tell you it's the police fault, and they tell you it's the teacher's fault. But then when they get amongst themselves, when you're not around, they call you dirty laundry. Yeah. Now, they have convinced you that it's somebody else's fault, but when they get amongst themselves, you're the dirty laundry. You're the mistake. See, they have given you everything. Look at your projects. Look where you live. They have given you everything, but you don't know what to do with it. You cuss it away. Yeah. And this you know is how they talk amongst themselves about the black community. Look, you know what they've given you steps. They've given you space. Why aren't you happy? They've taken over your school system. They've removed God. Why aren't you happy? <laughs> and they blame it all on the black community like they hold no responsibility whatsoever. And then our young boys come up looking at them like a role model. Hey, it is, mm, that is sickening. That is, is so sick to the point that you basically have people who are willing you off of a plank and you walk it. And at some point, you where is where is that self-preservation that we are known for? That we would we save ourselves no matter what. Where is our own self-preservation? 
What have we done with it? And then let's stop worrying about what everybody else is doing, but what have we done with it? We saved that for and Facebook to get at somebody. That That's where it's gone. It's, it's gone to the social sites. And all these despicable reality TV shows and the the basketball wives and the, and the NFL girlfriends and all that BS, it's gone there. And then we talk about that stuff for hours on top of hours. On, why do you think they allow that type of stuff on the air? Think about it. Just think about that for one small second. Why did? Why in the hell do you think these networks allow stuff like that on the air? For one, it's about ratings. For two, it's about control. The more they get your ass looking at stuff like that and forgetting about what the legislation that they're doing, you're lost. They got you. And this is where we are. This is where we are right now. It's a sta- Yo, it's a state of emergency right now. And we're in a time where kids won't get criticized for wearing skinny jeans. They won't get criticized for liking another boy or, or a girl kissing another girl. They'll get praised for that. But they'll get criticized for speaking correctly. They'll get criticized for making good grades. Are you kidding me? My daughter said, check this out now. My daughter got an award. You know, they do like the, the the class awards or whatever. My daughter got an award for being the most fashionable, right? And I think she only made three Bs throughout kindergarten through fifth grade, okay? Now, she didn't get picked on at all, okay? No one said anything about, oh, you're the smartest. I'm, I'm going to try to beat that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody even challenged that. One of her friends, and, and on a good note, you know, not like trying to be funny, but one of her good friends is like, oh, I'm mad that you got the fashionable award. You know, as a joke, but I'm like, see, this this is a reflection of us because our kids are a reflection of what we teach them. What come in goes out. What we put inside yeah. of them, it comes out. It damn sure comes out. And that's why a lot of our kids are getting locked up. That's why a lot of our kids are being on drugs. That's why a lot of our kids are committing these rapes and these violent crimes. And you can't blame that on nobody but yourself. And then you blame yourself for paying attention to the wrong things. And then on top of that, you send your kid, when you send your kid out totally unprepared, instead of taking the responsibility to admit that and to help your kid, then you turn around and give your kid justification for doing wrong. Yeah. So he keeps doing wrong, you know? And I'm like, if you tell your son, maybe I didn't do everything right, maybe I didn't teach you all that I could have taught you, but you can admit to him that you've made mistakes, <laughs> he can start seeing his mistakes. But we don't even do that. We didn't justify it. Oh, yeah, the man <laughs> wants to keep you down. Oh, yeah. And then when they go back to jail, it's like, oh, you know, ba- I'm like... Why wasn't you stopping them from doing this stuff in the beginning, but you justified it? You're like, oh, yeah, I know what it means. You got to take care of yourself, dog. No, dog. You you <laughs> you can live off noodles and hot dogs like they do in college until you get something better. Sure you can. don't have to have Nikes. You don't. Are your Nikes worth, you know, 17 in life? <laughs> Is that what your Nikes are worth? At one point, they were. Worth more than the rims on your car. At one point, they were too. People were killing each other over damn rims and sneakers, man. Over yes, rims and, and I'm like, sneakers, come yo. on, is that what they? That's the value of your life. This is what they have put on you as the value of your life. The way that someone else looks at you, and whether they envy or not, envy you or not, that then becomes the value of your life. But you know, Are you know you, what? 
you know what, Sonny? You know what happens, though? Let me tell you what happens, right? What has happened anyway? Let's bring, let, we're going to bring it back to present time, and then we're going to talk about what we can do. One thing that we can do, and let's, let's go from there. But you know what happens is first they try to ban the music that we came up with, right? And I'm talking about liberals when I say they. Let's be for real here. The music they try to ban, we don't like it. It's, 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 I know it's freedom of speech, but this goes beyond that, and we need to ban it. And, you know, they went to, they went to Congress about it, and, you know, it got crazy, man. And I, and I remember this. I was a kid, you know, when two live crew was doing their thing, and, you know, they tried to ban it and all that. But then when they couldn't ban it, they said, okay, well, this is not considered music. That's a different genre. You know what I mean? So they messed up, and they gave us our own genre. Now, follow me for a minute. Now, what happens is, let me go a little bit faster. This stuff's starting to being popular. Okay? It branched off out of our neighborhoods, and now it went into the white neighborhoods. It went from the white neighborhoods to other countries, other countries to other cultures. Now, all of a sudden, we're at a time where every commercial, 95% of the commercials that come out, the number's probably higher, are hip-hop-based. Yep. 90, 95% of the cars out that come out now have some sort of rims on them, and you damn be well sure it has a rim package, a rim and stereo package on it. You can believe that. So now all the things that we were saying, that, that good black Americans were saying that, look, we don't agree with this neither. We don't agree with our kids dying or going to jail over sneakers. We don't agree with these, these sneakers and all that, and people spending all this money and making a mockery out of the money that we make and mo- making a mockery out of us. Yes, we like nice things, but nice things, but no, we don't try to kill people over them. So we asked for help for this stuff for years on top of years on top of years. Now it's affecting everybody. And all of a sudden, the people who didn't give a damn are reaching back saying, hey, what did y'all do to get rid of this? What did y'all do to take control of this situation? Because now we need y'all help. Now it's in our neighborhoods. Any rich neighborhood you go through, you might see 22s on some car through there. Any rich neighborhood. That didn't start out over there. No, it didn't. And and the whole thing is, when it it started out in our neighborhoods, it was because we had money. (laughs) It was a different time then. You know, we showed up and showed out when we had the money to do it. You know, we didn't get evicted from our house to make sure we were in the club on Saturday night. Amen. You know, we paid our bills and we had extra money and then we went out on the weekends. It was a different scenario and a different time. And what really messed us up is this notion that that everybody should have credit. And it was the worst thing that they did to us. Everybody should have credit. No, those people who have the ability to have good credit will get credit, okay? If you don't have a job, you should not be getting a credit card. But when you give someone the ability to finance stuff on top of um, that, that way, the people who wouldn't turn to criminal activities, but now they'll jack their credit all up. Yeah. And then that's one of the things that we face the most in the black community is, like I said, trying to make up for those mistakes. Because you get to the age of 25, 26 years old, and you realize that no one's coming to save you. You realize that you really have to take care of yourself, that you really have to work, and you really have to make sacrifices. 
But at the moment you come to that realization, you're already eleven, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars in debt. You've already had a car repossessed. You all, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you have messed up so bad in not managing your money from eighteen to twenty-five that by the time you wake up at twenty-five, you have this whole mountain behind you. You know, and that's where you get that feeling like, oh my goodness, it's impossible. You know, how can I get out? Oh my, help, you know, help me, I'm poor, help me, I'm this. No, dog, you made mistakes and now you have to pay the penalty of those mistakes. You're not the only one. No, nope, not it's a just deed. not black people. It's white people, it's Hispanic people, and it's every single person who doesn't understand the value of using someone else's money that you will have to pay back. So it's those mistakes that we make when we go through our liberal period, you know, in our youth and we think that everything could be greener and everything is so much better and, and, and we can just take it from somebody else. When you hit the age where you realize that all of that is BS, how bad will your situation be? And that's what I say when you hear about rappers and, and we were trying to tell them, look at, the, look at the violence. We were trying to say, look what happens with dependency. We were, that's what um, the gangster rap was about. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's about yeah. killing. No, it was about them showing you that this is what happens when you put a whole bunch of black men in one place with no exit. And then when it transferred to the white community, you realize, it, no, that's what happens when you put any set of people into In one place. a space with no exit. That's right. That is what's going to happen. But they say, no, we blame hip-hop. They caused it. No, it didn't cause it. The policies you put in place caused, caused these individuals to come up the way that they did. And this is how they tell you about it. But don't get it twisted like you didn't set the policies in place. Yeah, they try to they try to make you believe that there was no crime before hip hop came along. There was no injustice yes. before hip hop came along. Man, that listen, there will always be a certain type of person and a certain degree of people that will commit crime. There will always be that. But yes. I will say that the vast majority of people have started committing crime when they got around those who could teach them that. A lot of people aren't, aren't aren't violent by nature. Matter of fact, most people aren't violent by nature. That's a learned that's a learned habit, if you ask me. I actually did an interview. I actually did an interview, and the man asked me. He was like, "You don't think that 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 hip hop is the cause to violence?" And I told him, I said, "Thirteen uh, year olds don't get their first, um, you know, don't get their their first sixteenth um, from a hip hop song." <laughs> So a 14-year-old didn't learn how to aim a gun from a hip-hop song. His 17-year-old cousin taught him. Yeah. So with all of this mess, you can eliminate every single piece of hip-hop on the face of the planet. It is not going to stop the unsupervised 17- and 18-year-olds from taking the 13- and 14-year-olds under their wing because daddy ain't there. Mommy too busy getting her nails and her hair done, and uncle could care less. So it believe and trust is not the music. The music is not putting the drugs in their hands. The music nah. is not giving them re-up money. It's not. It's, it's each other, and we're doing it. 
to each other. Because if you are a 15-year-old boy that says the system is messed up and they got you in a trap, but then you try to bring your 12-year-old cousin along with you, that's the trap. (laughs) That is the trap. Right there, it has nothing to do with anything outside of that. You just brought another person into the trap with you. And until we can get at that, then we we can't solve anything. Until we can start holding each other accountable. Because if we start holding ourselves accountable, then we hold each other accountable, then we hold our elected officials accountable. And That's only right. in that way will it work. Because you can't keep blaming them when you keep voting for them. Over and over and over and over, based on nothing. WMMG, home of the KRRP radio show, 619-638-8559 is the number. KRRPRadioShow.com. You can catch us on the website. Cop one of those T-shirts, man. I love KRRP Radio, the T-shirts out there. Make sure you get them. Might take a little bit little bit for delivery, but, you know, make sure you get you one, man. They're only nine ninety nine. Also, sign up for Love for Life. You know, scroll down to the bottom, Love for Life. Crazy event that's going to happen here sometime soon. We still don't have a date, folks. Still getting people together. We want it to be a big event. And, um, you know, that's just how we roll. If you're on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KRRP Radio Show. And on Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy, at symbol KRRP Radio Show. Sonny, what's your Twitter? Uh, I changed it so I'm Sonny Johnson now, so you can find me, just my name. All right. Also, you want to hit Sonny up, man, full Negro dialect dot com. Make sure you hit that up. And also, did she say that dot com? Y'all want to check that out, man. Listen to some of the blog posts that she put on there. You can talk about it. You can discuss it. You can hit her up and insult her like you do me. And I would appreciate that so she can get some of that love that y'all show me. Um, Sonny, let me ask you I'll this just, right Look, I'll just point them at my video and tell that's what I think of all the haters. So there you go. You have a good show, P, and keep on letting that hard show, babe. Yo, I, I got no choice but to let it show, man. I can't help it. it. It bled through. I had all sorts of stats to talk about here, but I done bought up that paper. I might unfold it here in a second, but we only got a little bit to go on the show. Sonny, I, I just want to ask you this before you go real quick. Um, Juneteenth is, is, is now. Let's just say Juneteenth is now. You know, it's the whole month to me. And uh, I, I would like to do a Juneteenth event myself in my hometown of Wilson, N.C., and I would be pleasured and honored if I could get you as a speaker to come out there. Um, I've oh, heard. I'm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm coming. We got work to do. I I, I just told you. I, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing I'm seeing your passion and that cab passion come up to me, and I I ain't feeling so crazy no more. You know, right. I'm feeling like I got warriors with me now. I'm feeling like everything okay. So you best believe I'm coming down to NC. Definitely, man. I definitely want to make this happen. I hit Kev up to be a speaker and whatnot. He's supposed to hit me back. We're going to chop it up and talk about it. Actually, we'll probably call you and let's do it on a conference call because it's, it's you know what? I, I bet you 90% of people on my Facebook page don't know what Juneteenth is or what it's about. <laughs> I bet you 90% don't know. The president. I remember President Obama when he was a senator. He was all for it, yo. He said, Juneteenth should be a federal holiday, and if I'm ever the president, I'm going to make it a national holiday, and we should celebrate it, celebrate it, celebrate it. But instead, you know what he made, June? Gay and, what is it, Gay Pride Month? Yep, Gay and Lesbian Pride Month. Exactly. Yep. Forgot forgot all about Juneteenth, so, I mean, I, you know, no, no knock to him, man. It is what it is. He's doing what he can do, I guess. 
He's doing what he was going yeah, to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm about place. to throw one out. I gotta take my cheap shot before I get out here. He yeah. know the black. He know the black people go vote for him regardless. That's why he don't pay no attention to you anyway. Mm. There it is. You said a mouthful right there, man. We're about to close the show. I'm gonna go to a quick commercial. I gotta do a bunch of commercial rolls real quick, and in five minutes we're gonna close the show. Any shout outs? Anything you need to say before you go? And let them know about the Sarah Palin thing one more time, if you will. Yeah, well, um, it's undefeated. It, it should be coming out in theaters. Yes, theaters, so you can see your girl on the big screen <laughs> um, right. July 4th. But they'll be um, debuting in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. And those are the first three primary states. Is it a coincidence? No. We'll see, because only Sarah Palin <laughs> knows right now. No. So check the movie out. I'll be in it, and I'm coming out with other projects, too. We get ready to take over the world. What are we going to do now, Brain? You're going to take over the world, Pinky. <laughs> over. Word is bomb, man. That's what we do, man. So shout out to Sonny, man. Sonny, we love you, man, on the show. We appreciate you coming through. As always, going to a couple commercials, folks. When I come back, I'm just going to give you a little bit of final of the show, you know, a little bit of a roll-up. I'm not going to do those stats that I was going to do. And, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, you listen to the KIRP radio show. have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- Two one four six four two seven. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. Three three six six seven five four eight nine seven. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. The purely poetic late night mics. 
Poetry Show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. heat messing up in this winter is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves are you cold and you gotta put on a snuggie in the house that's not comfortable no it's not comfortable are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies are they pink you scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on and as cold as it is inside as it is outside well I'll tell you what you do if you're looking for a friend contact Riley Heating and Cooling if your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336-263-5111. 5111 and you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling. You're listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP Radio Show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KIRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28th. 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show. And if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG. 500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love.
yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the KRRP Radio Show. It's Pudgy, man. Y'all know what it is. You know what I mean? It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy lovely show tonight. Had my girl Sonny Johnson come through and hold it down for me. You know how that goes. Crazy show tonight when she comes through. It's always a crazy show. This is how we do it. Talking about things that people really don't like to talk about. But for the most part, we just got to let y'all know what it is. And, and what it is is the community, folks. We are a reflection of what we have. And it's up to us to do what we need to do to take care of ourselves and take care of our neighbors and our communities. It's up to us. If we're mistreated, it's up to us to get treated correctly. And the only way to do that is to treat ourselves. You know how some women say, I can do bad by myself. Well, we can do bad by ourselves, but I think collectively together, we can do damn good for each other. So, you know, that's what we're talking about throughout the show. That's pretty much what we talk about every show. We have guests on. We have authors on. We have politicians on. A lot of different people listening. A lot of people out there just like to listen and sit back and Hear what we got to say, and they shoot me emails later, and, and I'll get back to reading off emails here sometime soon. But, uh, you know, time goes by really quickly. So um, got to do the weather report, man. Shout out to my people over there at SoundChew.com. Let them know. SoundChew, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists then, vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Yeah, this weather report was brought to you by soundchew.com. Of course, hitting you up with the weather. Let's go. Starting on the left coast. I'm sorry, we're going to start up top this time. We're going to Washington, D.C. This segment of the weather was brought to you by soundchew.com. The most prolific and innovative online. Washington today, 82 degrees. Right now, 66 degrees and cloudy. Monday, 84 degrees. 67 is the low. Tuesday will be 70 degrees. 71 degrees will be the low for Tuesday. Thunderstorms in the capital, so, you know, get your umbrellas out. Also, Wednesday, it'll be 93 degrees, and it will be hot, but it will be cloudy. The low for, the low for Wednesday will be 76 degrees. Also, taking it over to L.A. To the left coast over there, 75 degrees. Today was their high. I think it's going to be kind of cool at night on the left coast. 54 degrees right now. On Monday, 69 degrees. 54 to low and cloudy. Tuesday, 71 degrees. 56 is cloudy. And Wednesday, 67 degrees. 57 and cloudy. It's a low for Wednesday night. Right now, North Carolina, Cheeburg, gotta let you know, man, today was 88 degrees and it felt beautiful out there. Also had some showers come through, so have some showers through the night as we have a low of 66 degrees right now. Monday, it'll be uh, 87 degrees, will be the high, 63 degrees at night. Also cloudy with a 20% chance of rain. 
Tuesday, 91 with 68-degree low, cloudy. And Wednesday, 92 high, 70-degree low. And that's going to be some nice weather at night. This weather report was brought to you by SoundChew.com, the most prolific and innovative online event that's going on right now. If you haven't signed up for SoundChew.com, let them, what's that? Let them know. Oh, I'm sorry. We had some people that said they couldn't read the weather. We got some messages here. So I'll give it to you again without the music on. Uh, today, 80 in Washington right now is 66 degrees with the high of 82 they had today. Monday, 84, lower 67. Tuesday, 90 degree, high 71 degrees with chance of thunderstorms at night. So get your umbrellas out. Wednesday, 93 degree, high 76 degree, low uh, left Coast, Los Angeles. Shout out to our affiliates out there, WMMG, our network on the left coast. Should be airing our show at midnight tonight. Uh, 75 degree high, 54 degree right now. It's going to be cool all through the week at night on the left coast, folks. Monday, 69 degree high, 54 degree and cloudy Monday night. 71 degrees on Tuesday, 56 degrees and cloudy with a chance of rain on Tuesday night. So just in case, take an umbrella or cap. Wednesday, 67 degrees with a 57-degree low. G-Burl right now, North Carolina, 88 degrees. Today was the high, and it was beautiful, 66 degrees. We had showers throughout the day and showers throughout the night. Tomorrow, 87-degree high, 63-degree low at night. 91-degree high, 68-degree low. 92 on Wednesday, 70-degree low. And this this weather report was brought to you by... Soundshoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to soundshoe.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then, vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. All right, shout out to my peeps out there, soundchew.com, man. One minute before the show is over, got to get some special shout outs to people who sent me some emails. Got to give a shout out to June, Hampton, Virginia. Give a shout out to Amy over there in Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to my man, Andrew, out there in uh, Bennettsville, South Carolina, we have, sorry, I got to turn the page, folks. My bad, my bad, my bad. Shout out to Robert Wilson NC. I know who that is. Shout out to my man, Robert Jr., Wilson NC. Shout out to you, homeboy. I know you're going to kill me for using that. Also, shout out to my people out there in the left side of the world, on the left side of the U.S., California, all my people out there in Long Beach. Shout out to you all. I appreciate you all for listening to the show and supporting us. And shout out to everybody who's been listening to the show. All the callers that I couldn't get to, my bad. I apologize, but y'all know how I do, man. We barely get, we barely get callers in, but you know it is what it is. Keep supporting the show. I appreciate you guys. You everybody show me love. Hey, man, I got nothing else to say. The show is over. Same time, same place. Thanks for rocking with me early. Go Miami Heat. I'm not a Heat fan, but I do like LeBron James, and no, he is not better than the goat Michael Jordan. So 
Shout out to everybody who listened to the show, man. I appreciate you guys. And just know I do it for y'all. I do it for the community. I do it for the world, man. That's how we're going to do it. Listen up for the Juneteenth event coming in Wilson, North Carolina, man. We also got a town hall coming in Wilson, North Carolina real soon. And also go to RealHotRecords.com. Sign up for the love. Real going recognize. Real going recognize. Real going recognize. Same time, real same place next week. Let's go. Still, still reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get the Yeah.